Get it right, right towards your mouth. Get right towards your mouth. Shut <laughs> up. All right. I mean, is it on or? Yeah, but you need it where like. your mouth is. <laughs> yeah. Not where your eye socket is. Right. I mean, right. unless you okay. got some sort of creepy ocular eye ventriloquism trick. Paper doll is going to talk with her eye during this show. <laughs> Don't Just make Paper Doll angry. She's the only one who's willing to sit in that chair. I'm watching God, you. We were going to have Creepy do, and he started whining like a little it's girl. Scary I didn't want to. It's scary. It's scary. The chat room can be very aggressive <laughs> towards non-ungers. <laughs> they all, like Paper Unger. All, all non-ungers all non are usually treated with some sort of abuse. Wow. That they wouldn't normally expose on. So demanding. And under like, regular What's going under. on? Explain to us what he's doing to that pussy. Well, that's uh, okay. I don't know. Hey, you guys ready to do a show? Yeah. All right, fine. Let's do a show. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted Podcast. Woo! Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast. I was at one of those... Whatever if candy I were eating sushi right before a show, there. you would be and so pissed at <laughs> me. Hello and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from Boogie's Love Lab, where apparently you can eat right before a show. In front of a... <laughs> <laughs> you sound like me wanting to get mod status in the fucking Jesus. Discord. <laughs> Hello, perverts! Hello, <laughs> Kathy! I, so grumpy. I'm Kathy. I'm I'm Boogie. I am the Uncle Creepy. Uh, what's with the the? <laughs> I told you why. I Shut am, up. Yes, it's more official with a the. This is amazing. This is it. Show 151. <laughs> this is, I, I literally, I got nothing, Kathy. Well, we got something a little earlier in the uh, kitchen. Yeah, uh, you guys are all tying it on, lushing it out <laughs> in the <laughs> kitchen. It's Dick's his fault. He brought 151 proof run 151 for proof 151. run. That's great. Yeah. We had so, a good time. So everyone tied one. Did you tie one on too? <laughs> yes, of course you did, little slut. You got to let me know these things, you know. <sighs> Paper Unger's back. Paper Unger is back. Paper Unger! Hear me now and do something later. <laughs> I don't know how to do the Unger thing. <laughs> got to do, hello, Boogie, it's a wonderful day. At least, it's at, a, it, I don't know. At, <laughs> least, at least the Unger, goddamn microphone's Unger. not in your eye socket anymore. <laughs> you know, you got your method, I got mine. <laughs> you, you get what you pay for. I, I haven't gotten my check yet. Exactly. Yeah, neither of we, okay? Neither, neither is Unger, apparently. Where the hell yeah, is he? I yeah. don't know. Can He's, anybody find Unger? It, yeah, it's like a whole thing. Yeah, let's... If he shows up in the chat room... We're going to give him He now. might. I think it was work, and he's just been really bogged down with Poor work hunger. and stomach. Yeah, blah, yeah that's you know. no good. We don't want a giant ogre with stomach problems in the that love lab. That we do not want. Ooh. I'm just like, no. no, 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 no. I understand. You you, you go ahead and just, just stay home. Stay home. Stay home do, with those ogre stuff. <laughs> but it's, a, it's an amazing day, and uh, as was foretold... Uh, last exactly. week by the ancient yeah. prophetic as, as was foretold uh, all of the things that were going to transpire in the last week that we talked about uh, did they have indeed and, transpired and they have indeed and uh, in fact uh, Mew did take her MCAT uh, exam 
which is uh, to qu- you need uh, a good score to qualify for a good medical school. And uh, and she went in, and this was a year and a half. I mean, you know, you guys, Perverted yeah. Podcast listeners, have been in the journey with her. We've talked about it a million times. And uh, and she went in, and she was nervous and terrified, and we did the whole I just endless coach pep talks. Okay, that voice is okay, but we're not going to pay attention to that voice. You're the champion. Who's What are you going to do? What's the most important thing? The question right in front of me. Okay, great, great, great. What are you? I'm a great test taker. Okay, right, champ, champ. Here, let me finger your pussy. It'll be a lot better if you come. Okay, yeah, daddy, go, go. You do not do that. Yeah. I've been doing that for a year and a half. What are you talking about? That's exactly what I do. Bunny's all, yeah. Yeah, Bunny's like, yeah, kind of. So she she went. I brought her uh, I brought her down there at like 6, 37 in the morning. Fuck. And she just went in and uh, and she did it. And I was just... I was real proud. I was really, I was really excited for her, and of course, the nervousness or whatever. And she calls me immediately after because I mean, it's it's like trying to go in the White House in that thing. I mean, that no phones, no nothing, fingerprints. You sign out to go pee. They don't want anyone cheating on this exam because people used to cheat a lot and have other people take the MCATs <laughs> so they could get in med school. <laughs> wow! And back That's in the days, Doctor Mew and yeah, Stein, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So uh, so she went in, and when she came out, she called me right after. And, of course, the reading section, as she thought, uh, kicked her ass. But the other sections, all the physics and psychs and biochem and chems and blah, blah, all that Jeez. shit, she felt really, really strong. So um, based on all the other scores in the, in the practice test, she should do pretty good. And uh, you got to wait, of course. Yeah. There's no need to wait. You got to wait like 30 days. There's no <gasps> need. It's on a computer. Wow. It can do the calculations. But it's, yeah, it's a, it's whatever the bureaucracy or whatever. Don't be but mad, Boogie. Yes. I hate. I, I do hate uh, this <laughs> test. But Just the test. But she finished, and as a result, it's like you've been scratching for this wave like in a hurricane for so long, and then you, you, you ride the wave, and then whoosh. You know, so, and I kind of knew yeah, you <laughs> what did was going to happen, yeah. uh, and and exactly what I you know thought would happen did happen for me, uh, and for her, she did pretty good. She's been playing video games, I think, like fifteen hours a day. <laughs> you know, catch like all the ones that we we hid her passwords to the games that she loves. And like literally, she just went the like that night, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and just I'm like, hey, you know what? I mean, she's still doing stuff with applications and writing letters, so she's spending a couple hours a day doing stuff, and the rest is just like, fuck it. Wow. So, uh, and what so, about you, Boogie? Well, I um, when you're that strong of a daddy and you have that strong of a purpose, uh, you know, because like I said, I, I money's you know now pick the college that she's gonna go in and. All of the things she's, you know, on her way, uh, and now Muse taking the test, and, and so of course there was, there was a big drop because I'm already going through all the other stuff, and it's just like, okay, well, what's my purpose? You know, I was kind of leaning maybe a little bit too much on being the daddy for her in this thing to kind of distract me from all of my shit, and now that's gone. So it's like, ah, shit, I gotta face all this shit now. So, um, so it was a little hard for a couple of days, but you know, you just, uh, we make more plans. They're these, these two women in my life definitely have more goals 
and bigger things that I can, you know, help with. Uh, and then in my own life. So, but yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. But I'm just, she did it. You don't look That's droppy it. to me. Well, I, I'm an actor. I, I, it's part of being <laughs> an entertainer, pretending. Kathy. Yeah, I just pretend. You're, you're I, making me question I, our whole relationship. Yes, yes. Everything is an illusion. Oh. It is. Mm. Mini-Me uh, Mini died. Yes, you told me. Mini-Me died. Vern Troyer. They won't say... They Whether said. They, they, did they say? No, they said enough. Yeah, they said enough. They didn't want to say, well, you know, suicide and depression is nothing to joke about, but we're not going to tell you how he died. So apparently, maybe Minnie Me got a little uh, yeah, sick of got, the game. Yeah, he got uh, 5150 a couple weeks ago. And then. Uh, he got who? What? what? 5150? Crazy. He got. Yeah, it's a little. Involuntary cycle. Yeah, he got a oh, psychological oh, checkup. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Sometimes not, people don't recover from that. Well. Yeah. Hard. But yeah, you, but you know, when you get to that time where you're like at that age, I'm at that age, and you're kind of like, I can understand people, Robin Williams and all that shit. I can understand when people get tired, and they're just like, ah, I've done it, you know. Yeah, I had I my fun. I'm, I'm. This is yeah. depression is a motherfucker, <laughs> and it's a curse. Twenty four hours a day for you know fifty years. You're you're like, you know, I think I'm just I'm, I'm done. Yeah, Mike, I told you about my friend that I you know recently caught up with on Facebook and. Yeah, she's she's in that blackness, man, and yeah. you're just like, I've been there. I can get out, but you know, ultimately, you're the one that's gonna have to do it yeah, or you not. Have to, you have to want it. And I I kept trying not to give her any answers because I didn't have any that she could. I just told her what I went through and how I got out of it. Right. And, and she's like, she used to be so fucking happy and cheerful and. Now she's just like I'm sad. It's I in that dark, dark, and you know that's part of being a human. And, yeah, and, I told and I'll her. talk about it a little bit because you know I get to talk about my shrink today. Oh, uh, and and we'll talk about that. And it's uh, the only tip I'll give is a lot of times when I've been in that dark place, I have to leave humans alone because humans are usually the catalyst yeah. for most of the blame of my misery. So I leave humans and I try to focus on the things that yeah. aren't human about this planet that is actually fucking amazing. And I told her that yeah. she was very, and she's very, she was very focused on social media because she's a uh, a personality. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That'll she got, yeah, that's guaranteed. She got slammed hard by this recent thing, and then she tried to be the better person and got punished for it. Yeah, yeah. So she's. I told her being away from people is okay, but don't shut them out. Yeah. Take your time, you know. Yeah, no, take your time. I like that we got off on this great happy topic. Yeah, Kathy, it's happy time. Let's talk about an asshole. Let's talk about an hey. asshole. Let's what's an Uber asshole? That's Creative Explorer. Is he like an Uber driver who's an asshole, or is he <laughs> like the penultimate? <laughs> penultimate. Uh, okay, all right. He's, no, he's. Uh, uh, I have trouble with. Um, I never know how to uh, say this. I'm a very independent person, so submitting is very difficult. So yeah. I've talked about it on the show before, and and uh, we've been toying. Well, not toying. We've been edging a lot and sh- and going into the total dummy mean headspace that he can get into because as we've been playing more, we trust each other more, mm. and he's always been very careful about venturing into that space without being really very very certain that i'm okay with it and it's not going to create trauma you know things going wrong is not a big deal so he he tells you what to do but like hey could you do this for me instead of get your fucking ass over there and do it oh no he'll do stuff like that but really uh for the past like year or so there's been an element to our play which is there's an element of care so it doesn't matter how how mean he's being or how 
uber domly he's being. It's just not what. Sorry. Am I breathing into the You're mic? Totally just nasal breathing into the mic. <laughs> I want you I'm on the sorry. mic to I'm talk. I'm trying to get. It's but really you're just hot like. So basically, he's breathing heavy. He's a heavy breather. Oh my he god! He's perfect. Kathy's talking he's about so submitting. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. So, so sorry, Kathy. That's totally you, creepy. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So, but there's always this. I don't know how to, else to say. It. There's this very nice element of care where he's always alert and he. he takes me into account, even though he's being very, very forceful. So for some reason, a couple of weeks ago, that element was completely gone. And he turned into just mean, I don't give a shit what you want. You are getting no mercy. I am fully cognizant of the fact that you are in extreme pain, but I'm not stopping. Fuck, man. Yes. That's hot. And it took me by surprise. And it just, I was like, what the fuck is going on? And, of course, I am extremely conflicted because I'm getting turned on even talking about it right now. It was very hot and um, very exciting. And I loved it and then hated it at the same time. And this is the fucking shit that is my head. Is I can dissonance. I can feel both <laughs> at the same time. And he gets all... What makes it worse, really, is that afterwards he gets all smug. Like, I know you liked that. And I just want to find something heavy and throw it at his head. <laughs> So uh, I don't know what prompted him to do this, and I'm going. So I'm going through this right now, where I'm trying. We've we've talked a little bit about it, but um, I, I'm still conflicted, and I don't know where it's going, and I don't know if he's going to keep it up. Um, but I'm surprised at my own reaction and upset at my own reaction. And as usual, I can't uh, come to any kind of terms where I'm okay with it because I'm still thinking to myself, "There's something wrong with me. This is." This is really fucked up. This is not what normal people allow someone else to do to them. You are well, correct, Gabby. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's just own it. I can't just own it. I'm just I am own it. It is not normal, so. and that's part of the taboo that makes yeah, it exciting. Yeah. You know. uh, one know. of these days, I hope to be able to just let this go and be okay with it, and and just go with it. And Sounds like you're on your way, though. It's upsetting to me that I I can't seem to. I'm just I'm always uh, doubting myself and asking myself is. You know, why are you going down this path and what's what's going on? And sure. Uh, I don't so. think there's anything wrong with those questions that you're asking yourself. Hmm. I really don't. It sounds I mean, very normal. Because, and yeah, you're, you're actually supposed to kind of have this evaluation. And I don't really think you should get to a point to where your play, your mind is so complacent towards these extreme things that you don't question it. It's just whether or not you can quickly assess. This is something I actually enjoy and it's exciting. But it's not, and it's not harming me or making me feel badly about myself going forward. Well, I'll I'll keep trying. I'm not gonna. Yeah, it's just that I thought I'd bring that up, and maybe in in reverse, I will I will ask the listeners for advice if they want to send it to me or if they've encountered anything like this. So. If you've encountered a complete dick, <laughs> <laughs> you have sixty four million new messages. Sixty four messages. A dick, but he's kind of, but it's kind of hot. <laughs> a hot dick. You have a hundred. Please email million. Kathy at pervertedpodcast at gmail dot com. That pipe helps you deal with mental herpes. Let's put a logic condom on our brain. Now we're better protected from a king shaming world. 
your peace of mind, please know <laughs> that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted his permission to Why do so. Why is giving stinky face? What's up with that? What? Oh my oh, god! Fucking boogie! Son of a! I am so sorry that the mental herpes jingle did not do it for you. I have failed yet do you again. Just, we could just restart the show. I'm turning it. Yeah. The following no. show is for mature audience. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just start again, but I still won't know where that is. All right, this is going to be good. It is. This is going to be good. Why are you looking? I just the We're way here. it's the way the title is just makes me think. Oh, of the like title! <laughs> the title is in quotes. We try to keep swingers out <laughs> by Get out of the goddamn ceiling, you fucking swingers! <laughs> you They're in the walls now. They're in the fucking walls. Same <laughs> swingers. Oh, great. I flushed, and here they come right out. Usually, <laughs> somebody just, turn the lights on. Usually, I just put some boric acid around the bed, and the swingers stay out. Fucking swingers, man. Got, oh, damn. It's another swinger. Shit, there's a swinger again. on your shoe. There's a swinger on your shoe. Oh, dear God. Grin. It's crawling up Stop my leg. Stop it, you horrible men. Proceed. <laughs> I can't now. This is by... Oh, I'm going to butcher this fucking name that happens to be in French. Please, you guys, come up with another name when you send stuff to me because I have such or a hard time. Or send out the phonetics, yeah. you know, like ah, I, e, I did, ah. and I can't. Soleil et Luen, which is sun and moon. Sun and the moon. Sun and the moon. All right, so she writes I've heard the story before. Swingers aren't welcome at kink nights. Why? We're all sex crazed people who just want to fuck in the open. We don't have the right spirit for kink, we're only there for sex. There seems to be a stigma against kinksters who enjoy sex and kink together, especially swingers. As if there is some sort of moral high ground people wish to hold on to to say, we're better than those people and we know what the scene should be. I don't want my partner or me to be judged just because we like swinging and kink together. We'll never touch someone else without permission. We'll never assume we're welcome to do anything with anyone without prior consent. And we'll never go to a kink night expecting sex to happen. We ask, we make sure consent is certain, and we give assurances that it can be withdrawn at any time, just like anyone should. I hope in the future this divide in the community is cleared up because going to an event and being judged for your lifestyle is the exact opposite of what the kink community is supposed to be. Bravo, here, here, here. Bravo, bravo, bravo. bravo, bravo. Here, clap, clap, clap. That's good. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Don't kick shit under the table. Okay. There, there... There is a potential of complete overgeneralization on this topic because what is a swinger? What is a kinkster? What happens in one kink community does not happen in another kink community. How people view this group in this community and that group in that community and what types of feuds and battles that people have is all different across the board. Drama and shit flow like a river all over the place. So you're saying anybody who's listening, this yes. may not be an issue in your community. This may not. And but I did a little research. I went and looked up the person and normally I'm 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 surely as we all know, I'm not in, I'm not really an ageist, but um the person that uh that wrote the post by their by their thing is 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 younger and maybe not uh wasn't around 
for all of the years that there was the great battle between swingers and the BDSM community. Nope. And, and the judgment went both ways. The swingers thought that the BDSM people were sick, depraved perverts. Abusers. And abusers yeah. uh, of, of women and whatever. And the BDSM, uh, as, as she has, has said, um, tried to talk down about the open sexuality of the swingers. So now fast forward to today, uh, and you have a lot of mix. Now in the area that they're in, maybe there's still some of the older people that still have kind of that battle mentality. At Threshold, uh, I know for a fact that one of the people on the board uh, was very active in the swing community uh, here at Threshold. Uh, we have a number of swingers that uh that are that come to our dungeon events and are also kinky and i think that's really where the main rub for me happens because there is a point where i will absolutely say if you are not into bdsm i don't care what you're into but if you are not into bdsm and you come to a bdsm party and you are trying to get sex. Maybe these people are very, very responsible. But I'm telling this poster, I have multiple experiences of men coming into this dungeon, going through orientation, and then coming up to me afterwards and literally saying to my face, I don't give a fuck about this BDSM stuff. I just want to get laid. I don't want those people in this club. When people come in the door and they say... Who's the most likely, which chick is the most likely to suck my dick by the end of the night? That person doesn't get what our mission is about. But those people that you're you're talking about. And these are people that claim to come from the swingers community. But they, there are assholes in every community. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm sh- so that's why I'm saying I don't want to overgeneralize. You know, there's bad apples in every group and there's, you know, people that are against each other in every group. But I also want to shed a little light to, to the poster that when you're running a facility and you have people come in who claim to be something like a swinger or, you know, a sex party, you know, someone who goes to sex parties or whatever, and they come here and you can plainly see that they don't get they're just they're they're just using the system to try to get something for themselves and not be a part of the community that does dilute the community. It'd be the same thing if you went to a swingers party and you're like, I don't care about this swinging. I just, I just want to come in and, and, and do something totally opposite of what you're doing. Okay. But I have, um, I'm taking her point of view. Sure. Right. And so she is a swinger. She is a respectful swinger. Yes. And if I were her, I would not want to be judged by the worst in my community. I completely agree with that. And I, I also, look, we don't know where, this is a whole other country that we're talking about. Right. We, we don't even know half of what goes on in this country. Different, different communities have different people Yeah, in there's them. a and, lot of communities. And I can totally see that there might be a community out there where the predominant number of, king, of swingers are assholes. That's possible. It's possible it's, it's that po- in we, it, we have co- whole communities of kingsters. Where we get reports that these people are assholes and they support rape culture and consent violations. Exactly. So if if let's just say you're living in this community where this happens to be the case, I get that there is a knee-jerk reaction and maybe the leaders of that club have decided 
Uh, I'm sorry that this is going to be a problem for the swingers who are cool and respectful, but we're just going to have to try and nonchalantly, you know, kick these people out the side door because we don't want them here. But there is a difference between that and making a, a generalization and just deciding that sex and kink that don't just mix. don't mix. And, yeah. and, and this because she's actually talking about sex and kink. She's saying in particular swingers. That's why I'm saying if you are... If you are kinky and a swinger, you absolutely belong at Threshold. You know, you are, you belong in this community because you are a kinky person and you are you have every it doesn't matter what else you do. Um, if you're kinky and you want to explore BDSM, then be a part of the BDSM community. So, what I was trying to convey to the people who maybe are like the poster in the in the swinger community is to understand kind of the other point of views. If you've run a club for dozens and dozens of years, and in the past you have had a lot of negative experience with people coming from a certain community and identifying as that thing, then you may have... you may, And this, I think she handled it really well, the way she literally confronted the person and just said, so you're saying you don't like me. Right. And they're like, no, 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 it's not you. And it's like, no, you just cast a generalization over all people who carry the swinger. So obviously, you know, yeah. I think that challenge is is how you change minds. And hopefully it made that other person think twice right. before they just make a, a pretty gross generalization like that. Because Say, swingers we both, suck and we want them out of here. Because we both know somebody. You and I know somebody who every chance they get talks about how we don't this isn't a swingers club and we don't support swingers events and that person has a lot of stories of people who identified as swingers coming up and not being into bdsm at all and trying to just come in here to get laid but this is from a while back no this is somebody you and i know and they say this every single week and we and we rib this person about this and we say hey i question yeah this is this is i understand that you're crotchety and old (laughs) and that you come from the days of wars and there was very small you know communities and everything was very fragile and underground but it's not like that we can have open conversations like this person had with the person who had that kind of whatever prejudice and I think it's really healthy. But I also wanted to say to the poster, there there might be actual reasons. So before we just assume that everyone's just completely, you know, just a prejudiced asshole, try to think of maybe there is something on the other side. And right, maybe I'm, that'll help you not I, be as angry I and I totally get your point of view. You're right. Because it's, it's vastly different to be an attendee at a kink event and to be one of the leaders. Because if you haven't been in a leadership position, particularly in a nonprofit, but basically any BDSM or kink club, you, you're going to have to have your eyes open because it is a heinous task. <laughs> it is a thankless task. And you see the worst of everybody. Absolutely. You walk in as an attendee and everybody's wonderful and you're happy with everybody. But then when you have to police them and you have to sit at the gate and listen to everybody complaining or you have to be a DM telling the same person the same rule over and over again, you start to get bitter and angry. So I, and I totally understand what you're saying I think that from the rest of her post, what I gathered was that there was a general dislike of the mixing of sex and kink. 
Yeah, and that... That is a, something I definitely have a problem with, because what if your kink ha- happens to have sexuality involved? Yeah. Which is like most human beings. Uh, Not unless... You, if you're talking to an, an old school person, somebody who's been if you're talking the to an, for no, a no, long no, no. time... If you're, okay, yes. If you're talking to an old school person who was trained coming into this lifestyle that you're supposed to separate this, yeah. and you were peer pressured out of having an erection while you give somebody a spanking, then yes, I will say most of the early people in the BDSM community Community uh, differentiated between the sexuality and the BDSM. But if you go outside of most of us normal human beings before getting in the BDSM community, most people do kink as a prelude. As a prelude, is it prelude or prelude? Prelude to prelude. sex. As a prelude to sex. Praline. A praline. A, a, a praline. No. A pralines and cream to sex. <laughs> <laughs> so to take away eroticism and sexuality from kink, and anytime you tell people they can't do something huh. that's okay for them, you're just a fucking idiot anyway. Yeah. yeah. So if, 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 if kink and sex don't mix for you, and I know many people that they just, their headspace is not about sexuality, but you can't demote. Okay, hang on a sec. You have a blue light you're supposed to click, by the way. It, it didn't work. Oh, my God. <laughs> Poor, leave paper so, under alone. Yeah, the blue light's on. Can I talk now? Yes, God. <laughs> All right, cool. So um, I kind of have a, a perspective from being uh, the... Before I was an old, crusty lady, I was introduced <laughs> to, to kink at a pretty young age, like 21, 22, by swingers. So my first intro to like public kink was a bunch of... like A couple of 45, 46-year-old people... And shut up because I know I'm close to that age now. <laughs> but wanted me to come to their their swinger party. I, my experience with BDSM at the time had been through um, reading, through erotica. So I, I knew about kink. But going to a swinger party was pretty shocking, even from, a, from my standpoint, where I feel like I've seen a lot and I live in L.A. and whatever. But um, it can definitely put a pretty strong impression on, like, how depraved things can be and also how kind of normal it is. So it's easy to get those judgments like set in your head, but I think what happens is um, it becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy to sort of think that all swingers are like that, (laughs) you know, like I would say by and large, I haven't seen consistent behavior in the swinging community based on that one party I went to when I was 21 or 22, whatever age it was. But it's, it's, you know, it's a thing that comes to mind when I hear people saying, oh, we're swingers. My first thought is, ew, gross. That's that party where a bunch of like hairy old dudes wanted to grab me when I was like 22. <laughs> and like, <laughs> it's a strong image to overcome. So I think that's, that's a thing that um, if you're going to do your kink publicly or if you're going to be kind of uh, out there about it, I mean, I guess think of like the nudist community. I mean, I don't know what kind of image I that conjures. Not to. Yeah, yeah so really, like you had you had a bunch like of a, people like me walking around naked. It is really that. I mean, the first time I went to a nude beach in Hawaii, I was like, "Wow, there's like some really low hanging nuts out there." <laughs> you know, and it's like, mean, like me. Not, yeah, and they were <laughs> so, coconuts. You know, it's, it's definitely more like a nature documentary, and it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't really sexy. <laughs> Fucking pincher crabs hanging up. So, Good yeah, damn it. So I would say a little self-awareness goes a long way. But if you're walking around thinking everyone's hating you for what you're doing, it's probably a self-fulfilling prophecy because you're already projecting that that's what they're thinking about you. So I would say try to just not let it get in your head. Um, So if she's worried that everybody is already predisposed to hate her, maybe just try to, like, do some positive thinking for yourself and see if that might change the way people react to you. Good advice. Yeah. Yeah. And and in general, did we even... Because we've never really talked much about 
swingers and what swingers are. Yeah, man. I, I went to a swingers <laughs> party after soap, and it was it was exactly what I expected. Which was? There was probably three women who <laughs> all had their who already had their guys picked out. And then there was probably 50 or so dudes drinking and meandering trying to get their dicks wet. And then there was like seven See, or eight and of now us that's, littles. That, just is literally, <laughs> that is literally one aspect of a swingers party. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's and once consistent. again, they're, they're, well, I mean, a lot of the swingers parties from, from back in my day... <laughs> Swingers parties were actually more like small communities, groups yeah. of people, which was mostly couples. Yeah. That yeah. you had couples that wanted to explore sexually outside of their uh, relationship. And so they would go and you could not go to that event unless you were in a couple. Yeah. No matter how much you paid extra, no matter what. If you were a single dude, you were not walking into this event. No. Yeah, that's an important Everyone distinction, is- though. Like, if you're a single dude, if you're a single woman, they're going to do everything they can to get oh, you yeah. there, which is why those friends wouldn't leave me alone about it. And I finally just was like, all right, all right, I'll go to your dance singer party. But, like... It, it's it was I would say to their credit they they were doing a lot more to vet people and personally yeah. invite I mean it was literally an email distribution list this was way before social media so sure. you know you have to realize that changes things a lot so that the gates are a lot wider open now because it's really easy to find an event and, and it's a much bro- it's a, just a much broader term and nobody really spends time and it's the same thing as BDSM it's like what is BDSM well it's a million different things to a million different and, people and it's, a, it's a good way to make money. I mean, all those to guys be, that came in were paying sixty goddamn dollars, sixty dollars to stand US around and not, and not get, laid. get laid. Yeah, and, and like, the gendered pricing creates a little bit of pressure on, say, like little twenty-one-year-old paper doll who really didn't want to fuck all these dudes. So, like, that it is a very weird environment, and it can be very <laughs> off-putting. So, it's fair to feel that way. I can understand why the trepidation is there, though. So, like, it's not she's not wrong. Yeah, I think it's. I think it. I thought it was pretty cool. I enjoyed everything. There was, I mean, there was a lot of consent going on. There's a lot of people getting their spotters in and stuff, you know, just in case. And it was pretty cool. To, oh. all, all in all, it was pretty cool. The creepy dudes, well, not so much, but <laughs> creepy dudes, creepy dudes. <laughs> all right, that was a good. Uh, hopefully, no, not too much irreversible damage there. And let's uh, <laughs> move on to my irreversible damage. Boogie is fucking mental. Boogie is fucking mental. I could totally see that that's your inner voice. Yeah. <laughs> that's the way it That's talks. one of them. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to talk about that today on oh. Shrink Tank. This is, and it was so nice. My current therapist is so much different than my last therapist. <laughs> so much different. I'm the type, like, there's a couple different like styles of therapy obviously there's a bunch of styles of of therapy but um my therapist calls me and it's like oh my gosh i'm totally overbooked i can't see you this week but you know like literally like do you want to spend let's checking in with me like telling me stuff about them like i know that uh, you know it was their daughter's birthday and stuff like that and it's very human. Not a lot of details about their life. They're not supposed to give a lot of details. It's about you or whatever. But it's very nice to know that I'm my my therapist is a human and that they have things going on in their life and 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 so forth. Whereas my last therapist, if you asked her, "Do you like the color blue?" she would look at you like a fucking computer <laughs> and just literally be like, "I understand that you want to know 
if I like the color blue. But we're not going to distract from you. And I'm like, and we used to fight. I mean, this went, I mean, literally, she was like just zombie computer psychologist from hell. And it was, she was of the nature that you tell the client nothing. You be a complete robot because everything that they say is they're trying to distract from themselves where that's not how I work. I want to know that I'm talking to a human. If I'm going to be vulnerable and transparent to someone, I want to know that I'm talking to a human because I can go to any motherfucking bus bench and tell my life story. And, and, you know, I yeah, go to Venice beach. Yeah. You can go to Venice box. beach and talk to, yeah, get, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I met a philosopher at Venice beach. He had a lot nice. to say. Yeah. So I really enjoy that. Uh, my current therapist is very no bullshit and, and very personable. And, uh, and we had a little conversation and, uh, and so today's topic of, uh, boogies, uh, therapy is no win self judgment. And the conversation kind of went like this. And it's like what I told Creepy earlier. Mm -hmm. So I'm going through all this stuff and I'm having, you know, all of my whatever existential crises and and reevaluations of why I'm doing this and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm explaining to my therapist, you know, kind of how it worked when it was worse in the past because she hears what I'm saying today. And I'm like, you you don't understand. This is way better. I am way happier. I'm way more self-evaluated. I am way more self-actualized. I actually have a lot of moments of happiness. I have amazing people in my life. But I still ha- I'm burdened by some of these things that I just haven't uh, figured out how to let go of. And so I was telling her things that used to save me. And like I told you earlier in the show... You know, when I was all suicidal and stuff and a drunk and, and everything back in the days, I had to literally leave humanity because I couldn't find any redeeming value in humans. Uh, just basically, I every time there's a robot Terminator, uh, iRobot Matrix, I always root for the fucking robot because humans are a virus to me. Yeah, trash. And that's part of what I have to deal with in therapy. So I get away from that and... But Earth is actually pretty amazing. It's just a pretty, like, this lottery of biology that just, you know, kind of formed and so, like, shit, the fucking thing that smashed into Earth and became our moon could have been off by a quarter inch over a trillion miles, gone right past, we'd still be a fucking rock. You know, there's just lottery after lottery in this amazing planet with these oceans and these, these creatures that just are just fascinating and how they adapt and evolve and and stuff like that and when i really start focusing on those things then it's like well you know i'm gonna be dead for a long time yeah but i'm, you're, I'm gonna probably be really good at it you know oh shit yeah i'm gonna probably be really good at being I dead i don't think you'll fail at death i you? think <laughs> i think for once in my life creepy i will succeed at <laughs> death hey man i'm proud I'm, of you i'm pretty i uh, thanks dad i'm uh, i'm pretty excited about it <laughs> So, but I'm going to be dead a long time, but I'm not likely going to be able to watch these fucking fish or I'm not going to be able to, you know, go to the beach or or see the trees or see life happen or, you know, all of this stuff. And so I'm explaining this to her and my therapist goes, (laughs) she's like, well, that's great. I'm really glad you identify with that and you're able to get away. So you should probably start, you know. Now that Emu's MCAT is over, you should start going to the beach more. And I instantly, like, get, like, bristled. It, like, bristles me. Just the sound of, like, I'm going to go to the fucking beach. And I go, yeah, like a giant fucking hippie pussy. 
you know, and it just it just seems, oh, I'm going to go and fucking drink tea and make little seaweed crowns and I'm going to find peace in life. And and she's like, shit, man, you just can't win with yourself, <laughs> can gonna, you? I was going to say, after what she said, I was You're like, I'm surprised she didn't run screaming from the room like, I don't fucking know what to do. <laughs> she's, she's like, you are just, you have created nothing that you can win. They're, the the voices that want to stay depressed and feel sorry for yourself are so strong that you know things that are going to actually help you relax and make you happy, and then you create this entire speech in your head of why that's stupid. Yep. So you can then judge yourself further for actually liking it, thus keeping yourself away, which is something I've done my whole life. Sure. And I'm like, well, yeah. that's a topic that we need to talk about on the show because I'm really good at that. So can I get this straight? Okay. You think to yourself... Maybe I'll take her suggestion. Go to the beach. Go to the beach. And part of you actually says, that might be a good idea. And then the voice comes and says, you fucking, you fucking pussy. pussy. Jesus Christ. Who do you think you are going to the beach? So this happens a lot? This happens constantly. Yeah. This is the, this is the I don't know what you would call the inception, second level of cognitive dissonance where you judge both sides of, of logic. But you know what? I think a lot of people do this. Yeah, I do it all the time. I think time, a man. lot of people like study very hard for a test and then they don't and then that voice comes in and goes, "Yeah, you're studying 8 hours a day for this fucking test and you're actually showing some progress, but look at all these other people who didn't study as hard and they do better than you. You fucking suck. Why bother? Why bother? Fuck this test. Yeah, go this get, is go get drunk. Go yeah, go go do this. There party, are so many things in our games. life that we judge our judgment. Yeah, that we just turn around and we have. We know that there's an answer. We know that there's something that we can do, but we're so fucking good at just kicking the shit out of ourselves. Kind of like I kick myself for liking the creative explorers, yeah. an asshole. Because we're Kinda, out of our, yeah. I think we're out of our safe spot. I, guess. I think we're. I think we see that. That you know that that lean out of our safe spot. We're like, wow, look at all that. And then you look back, and it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, misery's comfortable. Yeah, it's nobody likes pain and suffering. And I mean, even masochists, whatever. Okay, maybe some people like pain and suffering, but most of us don't like misery and depression. But even more so, we are terrified of the change and what that's going to say about our identity. Yeah. Like, if I go to the fucking beach, and all of a sudden, I'm peaceful, and all of a sudden, I, I now love people, what is that going to make... Shut up, bitch. <laughs> 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 Sounds fucking scary is what it is. What's going to happen? Who am I going to be? I'm not going to be able to live up to this identity that I've protected myself with. No, but you just... No, because what you were has now changed from being a, an old curmudgeon. You've now become an at-peace, safe individual, and that old you has changed into something new. You're still who you are, but, that but you're old, not. Old Your identity changes. Well, so no, you're saying that old you is still alive and judging you. Yeah. I'm not saying it's bad. I want to be happy. There's a, the logical voices like, what do I gain out of being unhappy? Nothing. Who gives a fuck if I'm unhappy? Nobody. Who gives a fuck if I'm happy? Nobody. This is our life, and it, I can choose to be miserable, and that's great. There's billions of miserable people out there, but I can just as easily choose to be happy. 
I can just as easily say, you know what, I can be miserable, I'm really good at it. Or I can go back to being happy because I end up really liking that. And I get to have sex with amazing people and feel amazing and do amazing things. So this is the logical you making those conclusions. Yes, but that voice is afraid of losing my identity because, because I'm getting older and because I'm getting weaker and because I'm in pain, I always try to compensate for my fragility, for my lack of of masculine venom I make up for it with anger and hate and judgment and and self-righteousness and that still makes me feel like a badass even though physically I'm completely not a badass anymore right so going to the beach yeah now doesn't fit that even though it makes me happier I'm going to lose my identity, and right. at some point, I'm just going to have to realize, guess what? I'm an old man now. You know, because w- you and I have talked about this, and I've wondered this about you for a while. You are, at heart, a preacher. You always joke that you're an evangelist for kink. Sure. And your main kink is mentoring. You said that you you are a mentor that is actually a kink. You love it. This is why you're mentoring these two girls to get into college and make their dreams come true. And you put a tremendous amount of time and energy into it. Both of those things would seem to indicate your love of people. Yes. And yet you hate people. You hate men in particular. Holy shit. We're right. That's full circle right there. Well, we already know I hate people. But yeah, you love true. people. Well, we already knew that, too. Because so I do a, a show. Why no would win. I do this show? Exactly. The no show win. is like yet people. another th- example. Well, the, the issue isn't the fact that we all have cognitive dissonance and circular thinking. Mm. The issue is at some point you have to say, stop it. Just put someone in the back of the bus. Is this you, what you guys talked about, you and your shrink? Well, I mean, this is, you know, I've been going in and out of therapy and going through these types of things my whole life. Yeah. This therapy, there's nothing new happening in this therapy. This is just somebody who is objective that is sitting outside that is saying radical acceptance. Have you done this before? Yeah, I did this in the program when you do the inventory. Well, you forgot it, didn't you? Yeah, I kind of (laughs) did. Okay, well, how do we get back to that? So the love-hate relationship that we have, that's, that's, yeah, that's, it's, it's very true. But at some point, you just have to say, do I want to be happy or do I want to be miserable? Because both are options and nobody gives a fuck. You can go off into the sunset and put a fucking rope around your neck and go kill yourself. You can do that. And you'll be alone. And you can do it and be sad about it and not care if it leaves any damage because you're miserable. Mm. You can do that. You have permission. I give everyone in perverted podcast land permission to kill yourself. It's your choice. But... The views of Boogie do not necessarily... I know. <laughs> no, I, I, but... <laughs> that is their right. You yeah. also, that's your goddamn right. Yeah. It's your life. But I found in my life that when I made the choice of going, I can be miserable, I'm really good at it, or I can try this happiness thing, when I do that, it's an amazing experience. Yeah. I've tried it. And it's worth it. It's worth fighting for. I'm not done fighting because notice I'm still alive. Yeah. And this, I mean, uh, obviously this is going to, it's going to be a 
tough haul for you to maintain that level, but you sound more dedicated to doing that now. I'm more dedicated, but this is this this last few months. There's been a lot of ident- it's It really comes down to my biggest struggle now is the identity and how Boogie's going to look to Boogie. And even though you guys on the outside are all boogie, you know, and you said it the other day, you're way more attractive when you're confident. Because when you're an emo little bitch, you're just not. We can talk like That's that. That's why I like me. Yeah, I let her, I, I love to say that shit. But it's because it's true. Yeah. When I'm confident and when I care about boogie, I'm able to give better love and I'm able to be better. But when I'm all toxic and self-pity and uh, miserable and in pain, who the fuck's attracted to that? Nobody. I'm not attracted to it. I don't want to be around this guy. Why would other people want to be around? Yeah. So it comes down to that. Let go of the identity. Maybe I just need to, you know, try something. Boogie good. the hater. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, people suck. What is there anything new? Do I have to be angry at people? They suck. Accept it. Move on. Uh wow. That was quite. Uh, <laughs> I'm always amazed at I, your I, desire to share so yeah, so much personal. That's pretty <laughs> rough, man. That's pretty fucking rough. That's but I want to throw it back to kind of a nerd kind of a way. That's a total Kobayashi Maru kind of situation. <gasps> it's called the no win scenario. Yes, and you know Kirk, you know defeated that by cheating. But mm. I think that maybe maybe we do need to cheat a little. Maybe we need to change the way the game is played. Yeah, you know, and I. I, I went through what you did. I had that identity crisis where, like, I'm such an asshole all the time. I fucking hate everything. And then it was like, oh, we'll try to be happy and nice. And everybody's like, "What? are you okay? What's wrong with you? Are you all right? Why are you being so nice? So I had to find that delicate balance between asshole and you're a rather nice guy. Haven't found it yet, huh? No. God, no. You fucking bitch. <laughs> it's a journey. <clears throat> it's a, wait, now the blue light's on. Uh-oh. We're fucked. Yeah. Yes. No, I actually didn't turn on it. I think it's been on this whole time. <laughs> you kind of in your own world that, like, I think it... Well, it, while it just we're just at it, what's going glow. on in the chat room? Uh, I mean, I think they're all hanging out with Unger and, and you know, because there's really not a whole lot going on. Aww. But they did have a special request for you anyway. Uh-oh. They want to hear alligator balls. <laughs> That's I mean, very funny. You should... He's not here, you but... Sh- you should... You should... <laughs> you mean this? Alligator balls hanging real Dragging on the bottom of the bayou Always getting stuck on a log or a rock Fish biting at them all day Yay! Yay! They got their wish, tell them. <laughs> Do you know that know. alligator balls actually stay inside their body and they don't to properly don't, sex them? No, they don't. Don't ruin yeah, the dream. They, they drag. That's no, right. Sorry. Big old goddamn I, alligator I learned that balls. from the crocodile hunter, man. Just <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Just grime jam my thumb right Jimmy up there. Right the, oh, this is a Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no alligator balls here. <laughs> Well, uh, thanks, Boogie. That was a good segment. Thanks. Yeah. Yes. Tell us how. The, does that mean we can't go to the beach? You said we were going to go to the no, beach. No, we're going to go to the beach because right. I'm going to get over yeah. this, 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 that voice. I've I'm got chairs and hippie. I've got blankets and I've got umbrellas and I'll bring a cooler. Hey, I went to um, mm. the Leo Cabrillo one. I love oh that Oh, my God. One. It was fucking awesome. Leo there was nobody Cab- there. There's no one ever there. We got to go to that one. Yeah. Yes. And there's camping. You could bring. Oh, fuck, man. We were no, camping. no, no. That's the one with no, the no. trees, right? No, 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 no. No camping. Well, I mean, you could bring tents. No. You don't have to camp. No. No. 
They have um, no. I lived in a parking lot. Oh I've lived outside, God. creepy. He for, he's going back into angry guy. I've lived outside for ten years of my life. Okay, We're watching it you happen. Can do it for ten days. days. Don't need to camp. Minutes. Bunny, do you want to go camping? No, Bunny doesn't want to go camping. camping. Who cares? Yeah. They have outdoor grills. We could have a steak for lunch. Ooh. We could. We could. Or we right could on the beach. Or we could just build a tin fo- an aluminum foil bowl. And then pour alcohol in no. it and put another That's aluminum foil bowl. No. And I cooked a steak in no. my VW bus. That sounds amazing. In rubbing alcohol. I actually had Christmas dinner at Leo Cabrillo. It was good. It was, it yeah. was the I best Christmas I've ever had. I saw wow. a dead squirrel. Yeah. You trumped me. That's just, I can't beat that. Did okay. you have, was it next to the restaurant? No. Because that might have been <laughs> what half you had for dinner. <laughs> it was next to a Ew. restaurant. It was this terrible. is great squirrel. <laughs> This is guy loves squirrel. Let's move on. Oh my god. Please. Mailbox. Boom. I knew this uh shrink tank was gonna be tough for you, so I picked a perverted mailbox you might <laughs> like, Boogie. Yay. This is but I do not know how to pronounce this one. This is some creature that if you were here she would know. Simorg? Simorg? Suddenly Seymour. Stop it. Okay. I don't know. S I M O R G H. Oh my God. Bunny just literally almost farted out of her skin. <laughs> what? She just wants to start singing Suddenly Seymour. From love Little Shop that of Horrors. Come so on. Much. Suddenly Seymour. Okay. No. Suddenly stop it. Seymour. Neither one of you oh, can sing that. Feed me. That Feed you can me. do. Yeah. Because I'm a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Bill Murray, man. I love that musical. I love everything about it. I saw the play. I the saw movie, it. I was yeah. into the movie. It's fucking Steve Martin. Steve Martin was oh hilarious yeah. in that. Or the baby gone. <laughs> Get back on the bike. Okay, everybody, Pervert Podcast Land, that's your assignment for the week. Go and watch Little Shop of Horrors. And uh, there. I, I hate that they butchered the ending. Mm. <laughs> Get it butchered. Okay, so preferred mailbox, yeah. Okay, so she writes in and says, So, Daddy and I have been listening to the last episode together. Then, a day later... This happened, and she sent us a picture of a giant poster that her daddy had made up, and it's titled, The Super Awesome Pumpkin Daddy Action Plan. Holy fuck. She says, he printed it out in a giant poster size and put it on my wall. Now I have orders to help me follow through with my last weeks of studying and a constant reminder that daddy believes in me, supports me, and knows I can do it. Thank you, Boogie, for making the world better one exam at a time Aww. and for spreading the amazing. Aw, that's yeah. very nice. My pain and suffering is her daddy's pain and suffering. Apparently your story of how you put keep Mew on a schedule was very inspiring to him. Well, so. I mean, that's, I mean, as far as doing the, the I don't, yeah. <laughs> Got no, and that is our show. That's just, just. <laughs> Why? I did it, everyone. I, yeah. <laughs> hey. Is this what yeah, you do? It's one of those man. moments we, you, were, we, you were talking about and that we were talking about earlier where the, it, 
this is what keeps us going during the show. You hear yeah, shit yeah. like this, and you're like, wow, some, we just somebody's pass, improving, we, improving their lives because of something I said, and they're trying it too. That's just We pay it forward. Awesome. Pay it forward. We are the sand mandala. You sound like Obi-Wan, actually. You are. <laughs> <laughs> these, <laughs> these are not the drugs you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> One of them's up my ass. Suddenly, Seymour! Suddenly, Seymour! Go on. Th- okay, what? I, I don't remember any of the other yeah, words. Yeah, there's a... There's he well, thank you very me. much. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, yes. We all do okay. stuff, and now other people can go and do... The, that was I, pretty I neat. Like that it. was yeah. a huge freaking poster. He put some time and energy into that. He spelled out everything she has to Is do. There Her schedule... What? Is there some way that our perverted podcast listeners could see it somewhere? Maybe it could be posted on Well, Fat listen, Life if you're listening and you want to do that, just tell us and we'll put it on yeah, our... But I like uh, it. She sent it to us and I don't think... I don't yeah, think okay. She gave yeah, us yeah, yeah, sure. to yeah, do that. Yeah. Find so. out for you. Yeah. Like so very again. nice. It's very, very good. I'm very, very happy. Very, very good. Very, very... I'm just trying to find time until find I can find it. the button because I'm blind. Oh, I'm blind. Sometimes. <laughs> there was a guy in the parking lot oh when, when Paper Doll and Charisma came in. This is this is a uh, this goes into the swinger uh, conversation. <laughs> so, like they're ca- dying to get in because this kind of creepers across the street in a pickup truck, and he's just sitting there. All, hey, look at these ladies! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a sex dungeon, right? Maybe I, like I can stick my wiener in them. <laughs> so I go to the door to let them in because they, if they don't call i don't hear the text so it went like seven minutes so they're just sitting out there going oh dear god please open the fucking <laughs> door i open the door i start ushering them in and this guy calls from across the room hey is there a party going on in my air <gasps> no <laughs> really and i'm, and I'm yes. like do i know this person because i don't have my glasses on so i'm like is that joe <laughs> 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 and i'm like i don't think it's because jo- you know maybe someone's making a joke oh, i try man. to give humanity the benefit of the doubt yeah, that's and that it's not just some creepy piece of shit but it turns out it was a creepy piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And and he's I'm like, what? And he's all partying. Why is the party going on in there? Where was and his I'm hands? like, I'm not wearing my glasses. Do I know you? And he's like, <laughs> no, no, I'm just here making a call. And I'm yeah, like, right. I'm like, no party. And he's like, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that I, is I really, so I'm really disgusting. hoping there's not any like, huh? I'm really hoping there's not any like things that are not actually bird shit on my car when I go back out there. Yeah, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah he jerked off under your door handle. <laughs> you better We're not. all going He's out a, together after the show. She's gonna touch party. my semen no matter what. Tickle, 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 tickle. Between the two of you, you guys are disgusting. We're both creepy, disgusting pigs. That's true. What am I doing here? Oink. Where's your? Piggy. Oh, yeah, get the piggy Where's out. Piggy? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a party in there? <laughs> Let me stick my tongue in this piggy's ass. Ew, suck it, your tongue off It's been that. on the ground for a while. Ew. He really did it. Mm. Oh. Man. That episode of tastes like orange Black juice Mirror. pork it's chops. Like the episode of oh, when he fucks the pig, yes. and he, did, and he didn't have to. Oh god, that's horrible. Yeah, I don't know why he waited so long. Just fuck the pig and get over with it. Yeah, Is that right. pig? Yeah. Pig makes or elephant makes love to a pig? What? what no, it's Black Mary. It's Netflix. Okay. Sorry, buddy. TV All show. Right, so what? Wait. Did I press the some fucking advice button? No, yet? you stopped it. Oh. Sometimes love is less than nice. You may need some fucking advice right now. I want to know why that was part of the swinger conversation. Is he 
Because he's creepy. Because he wanted to jerk. Uh, okay, because okay, got it, got it. He came here not looking for a meaningful rope bondage relationship. Okay. <laughs> got meaningful. It. meaningful. I love that part. <laughs> you ripped you rope on me. I've just come. Oh, I've had I've had guys pull up in vans. <laughs> like I'm out in the front, and I swear to God, some fucking. I mean, this guy was just fucking wreck. <laughs> like every stereotype you would put, like the it was a white van, but it was like all beat to shit with the fenders coming off and you know duct tape on the windows. And I go and he and he comes out of the van and and I look at him and he's like all scraggle hair, like literally. Ew. This is this is just atypical. This is Ew. fucking. And he comes up to the door and I just happen to be like sweeping or something. We're not open. And he's like, hey, what's going on inside? Oh, my God. And I have fucking teeth with, like, chunks of fucking, like, you know, small children or Corn something. pops. Yeah. You know, just whatever. And, I, and I'm like, nothing going on inside. Why? What do you think's going inside? And he's like, <laughs> some hot, nasty sex. <gasps> and I'm like, no. That's Thursdays. No, no. We, uh, we, we talk about Jesus here. That's what the T is for. That's what the T is for. It's the cross. The cross, our, our blood of Christ. Are you interested in uh, giving your life to Jesus? <laughs> ah, I'm a for some nasty sex. Oh, God. After why a donation, you, sir. Why are you telling this story? <laughs> There's so many of creeper parking lot stories. <laughs> <laughs> they come by during the day. They just drive down there. I know there's a sex club. And if that door is open, obviously. Yeah, it's on Google laid. Maps. <laughs> just type in sex fuck dungeon sex. Dick, dick suck and you'll find it. <laughs> I just had sex with my tailpipe. Ew, stop it. They're, they're warm and, you know, you get that backfire going. Okay. <laughs> sorry. All right. Sorry. I got done. some carbon monoxide. I'm a wiener. Carbon <laughs> mycoxide. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in therapy. I looked right at Kathy's eyes when I said You did. <laughs> I'm scarred for life. Uh, Kathy, go ahead. I'm going to see that in my nightmares. Praline. <laughs> I mean, proceed. Perverted podcast. <laughs> trying for less listeners every day. Last, we need another button. Everybody commit suicide. <laughs> we had just had a big jump, too. There's a whole bunch of new people listening to us. And they're trying just, for fewer they're listeners just every reevaluating day. their life choices right now. Just going, wow. You know? <laughs> What the fuck did he just say? Last podcast on the left. Let's go. Let's go listen to that hey! one. <laughs> so I'm like everyone in here knows. It's a great podcast. Yep. Oh, my God. All they, right. Yeah. So Till- <laughs> Tilly wrote to us. I am not going to continue. I will turn this podcast around. <laughs> that is it. Are you doing? Doesn't that guy from the MMA? What is it, Seth Rogen? Or doesn't he? Even, he has a great podcast too. People should listen to that one. <laughs> he has a fucking awesome gravity bong, man. I saw oh, yeah. this thing. It's like three grand, and it's amazing. Go ahead. Then, yeah, uh, that's what you watch there's, the podcast. I'm sure there's some like really quality crab cooking <laughs> podcasts that our listeners tune into. That <laughs> just just giving you. Bill <laughs> Burr. Bill Burr has Why a great podcast. Your nose <laughs> My nose on. laughing. Bill Burr. Just go listen to Bill Burr. It's like every Monday or something. Holy <laughs> creepy yeah. would hurt his nose laughing. That's <laughs> a nose it's injury. all that meth. It's all that fucking meth. Stop all that, sending people to other podcasts. It's all that driving around the park <laughs> looking for sex touches. Is what it's I swear to God, there's like 80 missing teeth in his face. I need a van I'm all, so Aren't bad. you just the bell of the ball? <laughs> 
You know, that swinger dungeon I went to, the swinger party, <laughs> there was a guy in there that looked Look. just like it. He had long hair, but he had that, like, bald patch there. Oh, God. And he was fucking this girl who was just not happy about what was going oh. on. <laughs> and it was bad, because, like, we all walked in, and my girlfriend, you know, at the time was exceptionally, like, like a piece of meat, you know, looking like, and right. he just, his eyes blew up. And he follows her into the room, and she she he she waits until or he waits until she makes eye contact, and he just like lumbers this huge like disgusting finger and like pulls her over and like <sighs> points down to his girl and my my girl at the time just spits up her beer onto the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so god! Bad. Yeah, this guy was awesome. I could have thrown down a fucking rolled up carpet and a wig, and he would have <laughs> fucked it. Oh yeah. Oh, that's the nasty thing. Does this make me a lesbian for munching on this carpet? Ow! I don't have any more left in me. What? I can't. No advice. Wait, what were were we on? I I can't think of any other good podcast to record. (laughs) A lot of good atheists and science ones. Yeah, cognitive dissonance. That's a good one. Doesn't Neil deGrasse Tyson have a great podcast you guys should go listen to? Yeah, it's kind of... Sam Harris has a good one. Sam Harris. Sam Harris, yeah. (laughs) Look, Kathy's joining in. (laughs) <laughs> you can't listen to this show anymore. Listen to what we're doing. What's that fucking? Listen to Alex Jones, everyone. That's a hoot. Oh, and a half. Oh, no, you had to Alex go down the Sorry, hole. man. I I love tactical baths, man. When I get tactical baths, it's just it's. Are you really listening to Alex? Are Jones? you are you cam trailing? No, fuck no. Are you cam trailing on us, man? <laughs> it's so goddamn it, creepy. Don't you cam trail on this podcast? Listen, <laughs> when the alien people take over this fucking race and this planet has to move to Mars in order to survive Obama's freaking Muslim attacks on this country, you got to understand that I'm going to be ready. God, you have been listening to Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking preppers. Yeah. What about the aliens, the, the reptiles? The reptiles the... are already here. Oh my They're amongst us. I, I am a reptile. Muse a reptile. <laughs> no, Muse is a serial killer. Get it right. <laughs> She's in her cool down phase, yeah. everybody. Uh... So Wait, yeah, why hey. are you looking at me? I don't know. I want to. I want to read it. No, forget what? it. I don't let you read don't, anything. Don't All, right, fine. What is it? All right, Tilly wrote us and said, "Dear Boogie and Kathy, I wanted to sit here and write you a fancy email, but then I thought, who the hell am I kidding? This is Boogie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they know me. <laughs> I can't unfortunately email in crayon." <laughs> She says, I am almost a pee zam. I have a few episodes to catch up on. I just finished episode 130, Drunk Bunny Birthday. Mm. <laughs> good one. Yeah, good one. Exceptional day. And it was awesome. I listened to it while running my errands and actually laughed out loud and snorted while walking down the street. I would love to have a clip of Bunny singing Unger, Unger, Unger. It was the cutest thing ever. Did you ever put that up? No. <laughs> no. hysterical. Mm. Well, she wants it. Okay. Boogie, I wanted to say that you are an inspiration. I am also an addict and have mental health issues. Hearing you speak about your life and how you overcame gives me hope that I can do it also. Now on to her question. She says, I recently lived through my first breakup from a triad. Ouch. Mm. That's got to be harsh. I was surprised at how much harder it is to manage than a regular breakup. He and I had been in a DS relationship for a year and a half, but we were never romantically involved. It was purely kink. A few months ago, he started dating a new girl, and we stopped playing. After a few weeks, we made contact again, and we started talking about me being their third. We tried it, and we had some fun, but it was getting really complicated. I always felt like I was intruding, and a third wheel 
I've ended things with them, but now things are super awkward. It feels similar to how Abyss felt when Boogie started seeing Mew. I know Abyss left to get some distance, but do you think that there is any hope to keep these friends? That's a loaded question. Wow. <sighs> well, no. well, my... Did you just say no? No. <laughs> well, my crayon scribbling friend, <laughs> there's a lot of variables here. Um, that's the one thing about Polly is you now have more variables. Yeah, the Polly friendship question, hard. are we going to remain friends? Well, that definitely depends on the other people involved in that poly relationship and then the influence that each of those have on each other and whether or not they want to work at keeping the friendship uh, going. That uh, is the big question, isn't it? Because she may want this friendship. But the partner may not want her in the, exactly. you know, and then maybe or he wants her and the partner or the partner wants her, you know. Yeah, yeah there's variables and, and ultimately, ultimately I find that uh, I am a big supporter of give a little space and let the brain stupid chemicals leave because it's hard to make rational decisions when somebody else is in a relationship with someone that you were, even if you know it was for the best that it ended, there's still chemicals there. There's nothing wrong with giving a couple months of some separation to give people their space. And obviously you still have all this history. If abyss, came back and sat down we have years of history together all of our all of our love for each other all of the good stuff that we did is still right there and a little bit of space is good yeah there's nothing wrong it's it's not like all of a sudden i mean maybe if 20 years goes by and and it's like me you go through all these radical life changes yeah the person's going to be totally different but in general a few months of space gives everyone a chance to kind of relax and then see if they actually miss that friendship, that relationship, and then you can kind of keep going with it. That's what I've always done. I've, I have maybe two relationships that I don't really talk to. I mean, we're civil, but I don't really have anyone that I'm not a friend to or like a abyss could I'd be there for abyss, uh, you know, for, for pretty much anything. You know, because she's just uh, an amazing special person just because we're not in a relationship anymore. So, but that time was really important for us. Right. Well, the thing is that there's not a lot that, we, there's a whole bunch missing from this email, obviously, because she's not going to tell us everything. But you have no idea how these other people felt. Was there any communication? Did you guys all sit down and discuss it? Or did she just sense awkwardness and she pulled back herself? Yeah. And yep. the thing about um, being in, well, in any relationship, but definitely in poly, is you need just a sense of super, super honesty. And people need to be forthcoming with how they're feeling, no matter how hard it is to do. And that is hard to come by. So otherwise, what happens is you're sitting there in the dark, not knowing why things are awkward, not knowing why you feel uncomfortable, not understanding where these people are coming from. And honesty is not something that people are always willing to give. Nope. Have you sat down and talked to him to find out what he actually felt or this other girl. Are you even friends with this other girl? Or are you just acquaintances at this point? Because if you are not understanding and these people are not telling you where they're coming from, what they're thinking, what their dark thoughts are, what their negative thoughts are that that are hard to say out loud, you're going to have a hard time having any kind of relationship with them, kink, friend or otherwise. Because, and, and let me tell you, some people, they have a problem with honesty simply because they don't want to hurt you. And they figure these things are better left unsaid. Other people might think, 
I, I'm honest with my feelings but that doesn't mean I'm obligated to tell you I just as soon keep it to myself for various reasons so uh, when I say honesty is hard to come by it's not always for bad reasons sometimes you think you're doing the right thing but without that level of honesty, you're never going to know why it's awkward. You're never going to know where they're coming from. You're never going to know, do they actually want to be friends? And without that, you are probably are better off just backing off and walking away from it. Yeah, is it worth the hassle of trying to figure this out versus just letting it go? Exactly. Because I don't talk to any of my exes. I don't, I'm not in contact. You're like a lone wolf. I don't need it. I, our relationship ends ended i don't need closure with them the closure was the goodbye they're doing their own lives sometimes i look Mm. to see what they're doing just to make sure that you know it's what i wanted and i've never gone back i never talked to them like hey we should yeah surely don't stop like if you're i i I was made to feel unwelcome my whole childhood if you don't want to be with me in a relationship man i don't call you i don't stalk i don't i you know hey off you go but i do like um I do like having, uh, I guess it's just how all the relationships have ended, Yeah, you know, and I guess it's different for everyone, but yeah, a lot of people like that detachment, but I have, I have friendships with, with pretty much all of my exes. Some of them I haven't talked to in years, obviously, but, uh, but, but they would say hi to you on the street. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. And probably one of the things she needs to do first is ask herself, why do you want to continue being friends? Yeah. Do you still want to, do you want to be friends only with him? Is that what you're thinking and not so much with her? Do you want to be friends with both of them? Uh, what exactly is your goal here? What is it that you seek to accomplish by desiring to continue to be friends? I have no idea what that is. And you're going to have to do some soul searching to find out, like Creepy said, is it even worth it? So, yeah, you're because this have is to be a long ready. haul. Yeah, you're going to have to be ready for that, like, well, I just don't love you anymore. That yeah. Kind of that, it, yeah, you're going to be ready for the things that are hard to hear. Honesty is not always fun to hear. And sometimes relationships can't come back from that level of honesty. Because if you do hear from this other girl, the truth is that I don't really like you that much. And just because he was in a relationship with you doesn't mean that I have to be in a relationship with you. And you and I have nothing in common. And I don't see, I don't want to pursue a relationship with yeah. you. And Ouch, I don't, that's and I don't like hurt. you because you were in a relationship with him. Yeah, which I've heard means that you're, one. you're a bad poly partner anyway, but... <laughs> poly you, is hard. Exactly. So, um... This is a tough one and not an easy answer in particular since we don't have that much information from her about the more, more of the specifics that would make it easier for us to answer. But, but it, it's, it's difficult, Tilly. This is going to be a hard one. Yeah. Find out for yourself what you want first and foremost. I want a crayon email. You're not getting a crayon I email. That would be so awesome. If Tilly, yeah. send if, a crayon email. I mean, email. fuck all the shit that Google lets you do, right? You, you know, it. it'd yeah, be like, it. there should just be like the fuck it email. Like you should have like compose new email, fuck it email. And it just just be just like blotches of crayon in giant letters. A couple of You're pictures. You're going to get some now. With just yeah. like weird People crayon emojis. People are listening to this. Tell them that they have to start bringing sending. You, you some start sending. You send me crayon <laughs> pictures of you drawing stuff. I'll cut it out and put it on the threshold refrigerator <laughs> with magnets. Oy. Be like people like, what is this? I'm special. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna be angry. I'm going to the beach. Like I'm a, gonna be a hippie. And I'm gonna live. be a hippie. I'm not gonna camp. I'm not gonna. Though. I'm just gonna Fuck camp out on your couch and smoke all your weed and eat your food and, and say that, right around. now this is my time to find myself and then you're gonna support me. But then when I'm done with that time, then I'll get a job and then you can you. And I'll support you. But that that transition never fucking happens. 
with hippies. Where are you going? Oh my god, with you have this? a hippie infested? <laughs> are there hippies and swingers in your house? Boogie? I try to put boric acid around the bed to keep the hippies <laughs> we out. We should start like some kind of extermination. Like I do hate hippies. We should drive around in a beat up van and <laughs> patchouli. <laughs> hey, you want to get rid of your swingers in there? <laughs> patchouli is not a fucking deodorant. Just remember <laughs> well, that. Well, it's, it's just not. Odorant. It's not I don't a. Know. It's damn odorant. Hippies. It's, it's oh. an odor in here. It's, it's an essential oil that keeps oh me from goodness, dying. Really? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that is our show. Thank you, Threshold, for providing this perverted playground for us to record in. If you are in the Los Angeles or surrounding area, visit Threshold.org. Find out about joining their kinky family. Thank you to everyone in the Love Lab tonight. Once again, to Paper Unger and Woo! everybody in the chat room. Woo! To Creepy Sticks, Charisma, and Bunny! Yay! Especially if you me. have quick questions, comments, or ideas, either email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or call us at 424-226-2037 and don't forget to visit pervertedpodcast.com. And finally, this uh, song we're going to take out is a very, very fun song. The, another one of the electronic songs. I'm just trying to crank them out and learn a bunch of stuff. This one is about the lobster takeover and annihilation and it has Mew of it. Earth. And it has Mew all over it. It is uh, very exciting. And it is called We Are Lobster. And But before uh, that, um, oh, I had a conversation with somebody in this room last night that maybe they were saying something in past and joking. But I had mentioned we hadn't done figging on the show in a long time. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And, uh, and I was sitting there and figging, of course, as you know, is you peel a piece of raw ginger and make a butt plug out of it and put it in a button. It's a little thingy and fun. And we've done it on the show with yes. mixed results. With Mew and Abyss. With Mew and Abyss. <laughs> there was a lot of fuck yous from Abyss on that day. <laughs> and um, Charisma just happened to be sitting there, and her eyes perked up, and she said, I'd be interested in trying figging. Huh. So uh, I said, and then I go to Bunny, and I said, hey, Bunny. Uh, would you be interested if Charisma's interested in putting, uh, you know, doing figging on? Yeah, are you guys cool with that? Is that good? Are they doing it on each other? I don't yeah, understand yeah. What you no, just no, no, no. Bunny would be putting. Uh, you know, I will, I will mold the beauty, the beautiful ginger butt plug. You're gonna carve, and then Bunny will help yeah. with the insertion, <laughs> and then we will see how. Uh-huh. You're still down for that? When do you want to do that? Let's nail this down. Don't you need to get permission? No, I thought you had a sir. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, okay, well, why did you talk about <laughs> it anyway? Like, nah. Whoa. <laughs> okay. On the what? anniversary? Well, the anniversary show is coming up in six so on the three oh, year anniversary. Let's in a- do the anniversary you show. You wanna do figging on yes. the anniversary show? Great. Yeah. We will shove ginger we will shove raw ginger and up charisma's, charisma's ass. <laughs> That will be our three-year anniversary. It'll be great. We will see you guys next week Woo! for show 152, and we love you. No, just kidding. Stay with our podcast, really. Just <laughs> you can listen to the other exactly. ones. I was just, it was, it was a joke. Uh-huh. We, really, we really want you to stay. Don't go to those other podcasts. We'll see you guys next week. Woo! We are Lobster. We are one.
Yeah.